I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, Fight Fans, we're back another episode of the Zone Boxing Show podcast. But guess what? We're in Las Vegas. That's right. MGM Grand. There's people around here. Fighters are here. It's going down. Triple G Canelo, the trilogy. That's the reason we're here. Bro. Listen, I'm, I'm used to, like, silence. I don't like that these people are talking in the background. Because you got Gabriel guy. Rosado. Gabriel Rosado's over there talking to Chris Mannix. Neither one of them know what they're talking about. You know, <laughs> but Gabriel Rosado could fight. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Listen, man, I, I'm excited about this card. You know why, Barack? Why? Because one of the most exciting young fighters is on the co-main event. I'm talking about Jesse Rodriguez. Oh, Bang. I thought you were talking about Rod Salka. <laughs> oh, no, no. Well, no? Rod okay. is going to be on the next big card. Okay, but no, cool. seriously, on a serious note, I think this young kid brings excitement to the sport. But with class, like, I don't know who the hell is yelling in the background right now. They're playing a game of, Connect, of, uh, four. Connect four as if they've never seen that game before. But Ridiculous. Um, anyways. That's the media. They don't really do work no more. They, play, <laughs> they sit around and play. Listen, this kid is exciting, Barack. Yeah, he is. And he is. I think that this is a perfect stage for him. Mm-hmm. Right, we all know the audience that Canelo's gonna bring to the table in regards to the pay per view, mm-hmm. and people usually tune in at least by the co-main. Yes. you know th- there is a group of people that'll pay for the main event. I mean, pay for the pay per view. They'll be in their cribs drinking beer, eating chicken. They're not paying attention to wow, the co-main. This stuff. guy just said beer Normally. and chicken. <laughs> <laughs> but the co-main. We sit down. Well, so, that, perfect I, I mean, perfect time for eyeballs to be on. That's a good point, man. I don't know about the being chicken part, but uh, <laughs> that's a good point. Listen, I, I remember Floyd Mayweather headlining a lot of fights, and guess who was on the undercard? Canelo Alvarez. Yes. That was his time. That was his time to be on a big stage. That's what Canelo is doing for Bam Rodriguez. Right. I don't know if – you know what's funny? I don't know if he's personally invested in Bam as a friend or – a mentor, whatever, but I know that Bam deserves this kind of stage. He deserves to be on a stage like this. Listen, uh, I mean, young fighters, this is what they fight for, to be able to be on this type of platform to prove themselves. Right? Look, he's been proving himself every time, obviously. I mean, stop and bring Masai. We all know he wants to win a Vistrada and Chocolatito, yeah. which um, he would be a favorite probably going into those fights. Who? Uh Bam. Bam. Bam would be a favorite going against Roman Gonzalez? Yes, I believe You're crazy. So. That's what I'm saying. You're crazy. I'm saying it I'm right now. I'm not trying to say whether you think in your heart no, he'll win or not. I, I believe he'll be a favorite. You, I, I believe he would be a favorite. Yes, because of the Roman age. Gonzalez? Yes, yes, yes. That's my opinion. That's it. He'll be a favorite because of his athleticism, his skill, his youth, his killer instinct. Do you, know, also, do you remember who Roman Gonzalez was? All right, but do, do you remember who he is? Listen, he stopped the guy to stop him, and I know that doesn't mean anything. But, yes, it means something. It means something. Think about that. Just think about that. But, look, let, let's get back to the main event real quick. All right? What do you mean get back? We didn't even get on it yet. No, no, no. Well, let's, 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 let's talk about why we are here. You know what I was thinking about, Barack? I was, I was actually talking. Uh, about chicken and beer. That's no, what was no, no, about. no, no. I was talking to a gentleman yesterday about trilogies and the fact, uh, the fact that when you think about historic fights. I'm just talking about fights, mm-hmm. right? When yeah. you think about some of the most 
entertaining historic fights that we've watched, just fights, usually to have a trilogy attached to them. When you think, when people ask, what's, the, what's one of the best fights you ever saw? Gotti Ward, right or wrong? Is that not in people's top three always? Of course. Always, right? Yeah. Diego Corrales. One of the mo- yeah, right. One of the most meaningful fights to that point was Ali Frazier. One, 1971, the fight of the century, Madison yeah. Square Garden. Right. That was the biggest fight ever to that date. Two fights came after that. Um, and that's a testament to the matchmaking to some degree. Like, yes. usually the first fight has to be explosive and close in order for people to want to see the next one. Right. So, great matchups. That's what trilogies, that's the tale that it tells. That from the beginning, there were great matchups. So, why haven't we seen Lennox Lewis versus Rockman 3? Why haven't anyone spoken about Andy Ruiz fighting Joshua for the third time? Why? Wait, first off, the first fight was great. No, the first Lennox, the first Lennox Rockman fight was not good. He got stopped in the second round. What are you talking about? First of all, I was talking about Joshua. Andy was a great fight, the first one. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was talking about. But nah, it doesn't but it, matter. It, he, no, got knocked, no, he got no, knocked he, out. Yeah, he got stopped. I'm talking about close fights to the that went to decision. Yo, but isn't all of those a, fights? If you get knocked out and then you got an opportunity to fight that guy again and you knock that guy out, that guy deserves. A third fight. Yes, in some cases, they probably do Andy deserve Ruiz it. Andy Ruiz deserves. Even, the reason why he didn't deserve it in the moment was because he kind of admitted that he was a fat slob. Bro. And that's the reason why. You know what I'm saying? When you think about and there's a guy named about, Gabe Rosado. Yeah, I don't he, know. I don't really like him. Yo, hold on. Pull, pull him in here real quick so you can say, <laughs> say up, something to the people. Come can you man. just say something to the people real quick? What's good, man? Look, we ready. Fresh out of Puerto Rico. How was Puerto Rico, man? Bro. I see you drinking coconuts in the, bro, under the palm trees. Bro, listen. <laughs> I did nine-week camp. I did nine weeks this time, dog. I swear. So when I saw y'all, when I saw y'all, what was the fight in LA? Um, San, in, uh, San Antonio? Yeah, no, I no, started, Texas somewhere. I started camp the next day, bro. What? Next day? No, 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 no. If we, when are you talking about? Fight we, in, uh, the fight in oh, LA. LA. Um, Brian, Brian, Brian. Oh, Brian. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Brian yeah. Garcia. Like, next day. Yeah, I, I started camp right the next day, bro. Went to PR, got it in. I wow. see you got Freddie Roach here. Yes. I got it. I got it. Why did you there. bring Freddie to Puerto Rico to get some acapurias, well, man? Look, I went to PR and I worked um, with some top guys out there. Ivan okay. Calderon, Felix Pagan, who oh, yeah, trained yeah, with yeah. Fredo Gomez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legend. Camacho. He a legend, man. Yeah. He an old head, but he, he, he the real deal. Is he here with you? No, he didn't come out, man. Mean? You know, he for health issues, he wasn't able to fly. Okay. But, you know, I already was going to have Freddie in my corner because I put the work in out there with that team. Right. But Freddie is the guy that I need in that corner, in that man. Corner, yeah, yeah. It's just something about when he talks, when Freddie tells me something, right. it's like, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, man. I'm well, you're looking lean and looking at shit, I'm, bro. I'm already on weight, dog. Already? I'm already on, I'm about to eat a little steak. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> love it, love it. Gabe. All right, brother. That was Gabe Rosado. And obviously, he's on, the, he's on the undercard of such a big, big fight. He's that guy that doesn't have to win, but he always comes hard. Uh, maybe a couple of times in his, his, his career, he didn't get the win that he was supposed to get. Right, right. And maybe that's another reason why he's here today. But he's here because he's a friend-friendly fighter. People want to see him in a ring. Um, he's, he, and he's pulled some upsets off. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Um, and that's what he's shooting for because he's going into this fight as an underdog, but you can never count him out for sure. Yes. Listen, this, this card is stacked, Barack. Let, let's call it a spade a spade. You know, some of these pay-per-view cards, they're not always stacked. Yeah. This is an entertaining card. Throughout, we got Ammo Williams, 
uh, early. That's one in the thing night. about Matchroom. They, I ain't gonna lie. They put it together. Yeah, no. They put it together. Ab- they, absolutely. I mean, look. I, I think that people are gonna get their money's worth. Mm-hmm. Not only because we know what we're gonna expect. Look, there's no question about the matchup. I talked about matchups earlier, mm-hmm. and the fact that when two fighters match up well, you yeah. get entertaining fights. Yeah. So these people out here that are talking about, oh, uh, Triple G is old, Canelo's going to walk through him. Yep. His style is a style that's going to be tough for Canelo regardless of what. Even if you're going to give the edge to Canelo, if you think for a second that Canelo's going to go in there and walk through Triple G, you got another thing coming. Yeah, it just doesn't line up with history. It doesn't line up with history. Like, understand something. uh, I said this earlier. It's a large. Um Manny Pacquiao was an unbelievable fighter, and he fought Marquez four times. And after the first couple of fights with Marquez, he went on to become a superstar and stopping guys and, and beating guys and, and just being one of the best ever, but then went back to fight Marquez and, got, and gets knocked out. You understand? So this is what I'm trying to say is just some guys you're just going to have a hard time with no matter what, and that's who Triple G is for Canelo. You know what I— Another thing I touched on, the gentleman is writing a column uh, about this fight with us. Uh, we, we talked about needing who, who needing who, right? So in my opinion, when you talk about Sugar Ray Leonard, trilogy against Roberto Durang, mm-hmm. I would say that, that Ray needed Duran for that first fight. That first fight, what he went through. That war that he went through in losing against Durant the first time turned something on. It turned a switch on in Ray Leonard. It made it put a chip on his shoulder. It made it turned him into a different fighter. I think he needed that type of loss, that type of fight. I, obviously, mm. he came back. We all know the Nomas fight after yeah. that and winning the third fight. Yeah. And when it comes, to, you just mentioned Pacquiao, Marquez. I think that you know Pacquiao was already even before the Marquez fight he's already made he already made named uh made a name for himself we know what Pacquiao done after that I think Pacquiao still would have had a similar legacy without Marquez 100 percent I don't think it's the same case for Marquez I think Marquez's legacy is attached and tethered to Pacquiao he would not be considered who he was legacy not meaning meaning his career wouldn't be wouldn't be as meaningful as it was had he not had those four fights with Pacquiao. I think he still had a good career. I think he still had a good career. It's, it's not okay, the same. Okay, His name okay. is synonymous with Manny no, Pacquiao. No, no, you're right. There's out. nobody that fought as many champions as, as, as Manny Pacquiao. You what do you remember? No, I'm just saying. What do you you're remember right. most? No, you're right. Um, you're right. Manny Pacquiao fought a lot of guys. He fought a lot of guys. He fought more guys than Marquez. Marquez winds up getting older and gets beat by Timothy Bradley. You know, close fight, but I'm just saying. So, yes, you're right. You're right. He... Needed many so, so, so my, my point to saying all that is, m- moving on to this trilogy between Canelo and, and Triple G, do you think in this case both guys need each other? No. Or I would say Triple G needs Canelo for that sign- that, that, that meaningful. Yeah, I, and, I would definitely and, say that. that fight. But I don't think it, it would affect Canelo's legacy at all if this fight doesn't happen. Canelo's beaten 16 champs. Yeah. 
beating six. He's a Hall of Famer already. Like already. before, before mm-hmm. the first ballot, <laughs> he, he's going in the Hall of Fame as a Hall of Famer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So and, oh, and tri- think about the G. age. Think about the age yeah. that he is. Had, had Canelo retired when he turned 30, he yeah. still had a Hall of Fame career. A hundred percent at 28. Still had a Hall of Fame career. You know, that's who he is. He's, but he, it's about fighting champions. And that's something that I, I got to give Triple G a, a little bit of credit of. He was avoided. He was avoided at that time. But then now fast forward the times when you could fight the Mungias, the times when you could fight the Andres, the times when you could fight the Charlos, you didn't. Look, so that looks bad. That looks bad. But you did reign for 10 years. He reigned for, I mean, 20 defensive title defenses in the middleweight division. Um, some would say that's a Hall of Fame career. Some would differ and say he hasn't fought that top, beaten that top level guy, right? Like a Canelo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then so again, that, he, a draw is like a win. No, no yes, but sort my, of. My, point, my, my point is where I'm going at with this is does he have a Hall of Fame career? Look, Chris Mannix and Sergio Mora and Jabs, they touched on this. So we, we're going to shoot over to Chris and, and Serge. And um, hear their point of view. Yeah, that's right. Not, not that it matters, especially especially Chris's. <laughs> Take a listen. All right, Sergio, we are days away from the biggest fight of the year: Canelo Alvarez, Gennady Golovkin, the war to settle the score, the trilogy completing fight for two of the biggest stars of this generation. Canelo enters this fight as a significant favorite, but both guys have a lot on the line, not the least of which is getting a clear win after two razor close fights. So, Sergio, who is this fight more important for, Canelo or Triple G? Canelo has more at stake in this fight. He has to prove and show to boxing fans, the haters, the critics, everybody, that he's still a pound-for-pound talent. He's not the number one. He's, he's not the head honcho in the pound-for-pound list anymore. He got booted off in the top you know, three. So now he needs to prove that he's still the goods and he needs to do it against Golovkin, uh, someone he hasn't beat clearly. You know, this rivalry, this bitter rivalry goes back all the way to 2017, Mannix. I mean, we still don't have a clear winner here. Split decision, majority draws. We need a clear decision winner and I think we're going to get it this time around. Not only because they're bitter rivals and they know each other well and they're familiar with each other's power and, and everything else, but it's time. It's time. Whenever you do something over and over, you're bound to find a way. And in boxing, that way is a knockout. And in every great trilogy, we get to see knockouts. So I think we're gonna we're gonna get something fantastic for the fans. And we're finally f- gonna finish this trilogy and put it behind us. Yeah, I think it's an important fight for Canelo. Two losses in a row would demystify him. A loss to Golovkin would probably force him to take a fourth fight against his rival to try to get some revenge uh, for that loss. But I look at Triple G, and I see this fight as potentially being legacy-defining. Golovkin has been one of the biggest stars in boxing for more than a decade. Ever since he came to the U.S. and started knocking guys out on HBO and now on DAZN, he became one of the most recognizable figures in boxing. But if you look at his resume... It's not the strongest. You've got guys like Daniel Jacobs on there. That was probably his best win. David Lemieux, that was a world title fight. That was another quality win when that fight happened. After that, you look at his record, and there are not a lot of W's next to the big names. Now, you can certainly argue that Golovkin deserved to win the first fight against Canelo. There was at least one 
atrocious scorecard in that fight. He was probably robbed of a decision there. But he didn't get it. He lost, I think, fairly the second fight against Canelo. So he kind of needs this win to truly establish himself as one of the great fighters of this generation. He is undoubtedly one of the most entertaining guys. He has been a knockout artist ever since he picked up a pair of boxing gloves. But in terms of resume, in terms of legacy, I think he needs this win because if he loses to Canelo, he goes off, probably retires. Does he get into the Hall of Fame? Maybe. Is I just think his resume is just a little bit thinner, whereas Canelo, even if he loses, he's still in his early 30s. He still has time to burnish that resume over the next couple of years. Uh, for Golovkin, this may be his last shot. You vote for the Hall of Fame, don't you, Mannix? You're telling me you won't vote you you won't vote for Triple G to make the Hall of Fame first ballot? I haven't thought too much about it at this point, but answer my I, question. I, I haven't thought too much about it, to be honest with you. He's not retired. I think about guys. You will be voting fame. for him. You will be voting for him in the Hall of Fame, just like everyone else will. Triple G, he took over. When he came to the States, he knocked out everybody they put in front of him. It's not his fault who they match him up with. He was the big drama show, and he ended it in fantastic fashion. He had everybody clamoring to watch Triple G fights. He had Mexican style. Mexicans loved him. He had that aura about him. I think not only is he Hall of Fame material, but he's one of the greatest middleweights to ever put on gloves. And that's, that's, a, that's a lot. That, that's a lot to carry with. That's a big burden. Just because he doesn't have the names associated with his record doesn't make him any less great. He beat Canelo the first time around, whether you know he didn't get the decision or not. People already know that. The second time was another close fight. This third fight around, we're finally, I believe, and a lot of people in the business, we're going to get a clear winner. Not only because of age and familiarity, but they don't like each other. They're bitter rivals. So with bitter rivalries comes a sweet decision. I think we're going to get a sweet knockout in this time around. And it, it's great for everybody around. I think it's time we, we finally do it. Sergio, I couldn't agree more that it wasn't Golovkin's fault that he couldn't get the big names. You look at all the big names that avoided him during his prime years, from Miguel Cotto to Sergio Martinez. Even Canelo made him wait a couple of years longer than most people wanted uh, him to wait for that fight to happen. But the reality is, you are what your resume says you are. Like, you're only as good as the fighters that you beat. And I look at the Jacobs fight, that was a tremendous win. I look at the Lemieux fight, that was a quality win. After that, there is a drop-off in terms of his competition. So all I'm saying is that to answer the question, who is this fight more important for? I think Canelo's legacy is largely satisfied, largely set. He is the undisputed champion at super middleweight. He has fought big fight after big fight for almost a decade right now. He is, right. to me, secure. Golovkin, a little bit more questionable at the top. I'm going to flip the tables on you. Okay, uh, Andre Ward made the Hall of Fame, and I think he's a great fighter, one of the greatest in the last 20 years. I believe it belongs in the Hall of Fame first ballot. Who was the greatest opponent he ever beat? What Hall of Famers did Andre Ward beat? Stop. Beat Sergey Kovalev twice, won the 168-pound Super 6 Okay, Sergey Kovalev, that he, was his last fight. Who did he beat? He won, what Hall of Fame fighter won, did he beat before he, then? He beat everybody but Lucien Butte in his weight class at 168. And then he went to 175 and fought Kovalev, who was at the time, at the peak of his powers, was the crusher at that point. It is completely different. Those two are awful examples. 
No, they're not awful examples. Look, I believe Ward is a great fighter and belongs in the Hall of Fame. I'm just making a case for Golovkin being a first ballot Hall of Famer as well. It's not his fault he was put into an era where he, he didn't have the Hall of Fame names. He didn't have those great old lions that he could take over. It's not his fault, and just like it wasn't Andre Ward's fault. He just beat everyone they put in front of him. And if Kovalev is the, the, the name that you're putting, him, putting at the high standard, that was his last fight. And Kovalev's not even in the Hall of Fame. So... so same thing here with Golovkin. Okay, well, two things. One, Kovalev's not retired, so we don't know what's going to happen with Sergey Kovalev when his career is all said and done. And did you or did you not watch the Super 6 tournament that was on Showtime? That was all the best guys at 168. Andre Ward went to that tournament. He was not the favorite. He wound up beating all the top guys, including Carl Froch, at the very end and wound up establishing himself as the top guy at Super Middleweight. It is apples and oranges comparing the resumes of Andre Ward and Gennady Golovkin. Gennady Golovkin uh, at least faced the Hall of Famer. I mean, why, why are we turning this into a, a, a resume thing? I'm just, I just compared the two because, because it's about Canelo the Hall of is Fame. a Hall of Famer. Canelo is a great fighter. Canelo is a name that's recognized around the world. That's what Golovkin lost to. You know, Andre Ward stayed perfect all throughout. Yes, he wiped out a division, but what Hall of Famers are in that division? I mean, that's just my argument right there. Golovkin's in the same boat. It doesn't matter... It doesn't matter who he beat, it's how he beat them. And he cleaned out a division as well at middleweight. Yeah, well, not really. Technically, he didn't clean out the division at middleweight. So all I'm saying, Sergio, to bring it back full circle, is that this fight to me is more important to Golovkin because he needs that top flight name on his resume. Someone that would surpass Jacobs as his best win, and Canelo Alvarez would surpass Jacobs as the top win. You know, Barack, oh, I don't want to say I agree with Chris on no, this. First of all, Chris got that whole thing from me when I was on his podcast. <laughs> like, I'm the one that told him that Triple G hasn't really, you can't name nobody on his resume. But, but, but with all that being said, when it's all said and done, if he would have retired tomorrow, let's say, but I'm talking about before this third fight. There, before this third fight, right now, before the tri third if Triple fight. G drops out of this fight yes. and doesn't fight, in, in five years, so did they change it? I don't know, is it three years three now? Years, three years, three years In now, three yeah. years, yeah. he will get inducted into the Hall of Fame. You know, this is all. Because of the title defenses, because of uh, how his name rung bells. All that influences. The, if there the, was some kind of system, like a computer system, that picked, <laughs> that picked it and it was flawless, then maybe he wouldn't. Maybe he would. I don't know. But I can tell you, this is all opinions by these old guys, you know, Chris Maddox being one of them, <laughs> you know, he's he's a, he's saying this and he's a judge. And I like what Sergio said. Sergio said, well, would you, would you vote for him now? You're one of the voters. Would you vote for him now? And he says, I haven't given him really much thought, but obviously you have given it thought. You know, you gave it thought when I said to you, who has he fought in it? You know, who has he fought? You know, and I think you got Daniel Jacobs and, but I do understand that he was feared Triple G was feared and he was he seemed to be avoided, you know, but that's not your fault, but it's still your legacy. It's yes. still it's still your legacy, no matter what. Roy Jones Jr. I hate when people say that about Roy Jones, but it is what it is. But I think in Roy Jones case, he was beating everybody available yeah. and he just makes them look less than. Yeah. I mean, again, it's all subjective in terms of him being a Hall of Famer. I would, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's definitely going to be a Hall of Famer. I would say he's definitely so, gonna be even a Hall if he doesn't beat a Canelo yeah, Alvarez. Um, getting also, a draw is but, something that nobody else was right, able to do. Right, but also, what about that class, being class. in big fights, right? Like, he's already fought Canelo two times. He he wants this. He went out there to Japan. He beat Murata. Say what you want about him. Very dangerous fighter. Yeah, that's true. Um, he's 
finally moved up in weight to 168, which says a lot. Took a long time. Maybe he was comfortable at 160. Bernard was at that weight for a very long time. A lot of fighters, uh, Marvin Hagler, one of the best middleweights of all time, was at middleweight for so long. So I don't want to fault him for that. But as a fight fan, you just you look for that. Let's see. Let's see. Challenge yourself. Let's yeah, see what see, you can do next. Thing. Nobody says anything about. First of all, Marvin Hagler. At one time, there was no 168. But nobody says anything to Hagler about not moving up because he fought the best. Right. He fought every. So it's really about. You were in the 160 when nobody's fighting you, then you should move up and fight an Andre Ward. Right. You should move up and fight certain guys. And that's kind of like what it is. But I think Triple G will go down in the Hall of Fame, obviously. You know, regardless, he was dominant. He won a lot. Tied uh, Bernard Hopkins with defenses. So, yeah, I, I, do, I do feel that way. And I don't want to sound like I'm knocking Triple G at all. You know what I mean? I just, if we're comparing him to Canelo, there's no comparison as far as resume. Right, yeah, I mean, it's safe to say that both guys would be in, a, in in the Hall of Fame. Now, as far as boxing today, after this fight, when the smoke clears, who has more to lose? Meaning, Canelo goes out there, does what he expects, uh, what people expect of him, and wins that fight big. Is it is the line over for Triple G? Is it over for him? Yeah, and it would be okay. It would be okay if he loses because he's 40 years old. Pete, look at the odds, bro. I'm not a betting man, but my God, like, <laughs> you put $100, you win hundreds of dollars if you put it on Triple J. Like, it's crazy. Well, listen, look we, at the odds. Look, we have a special Uh-oh. guest, random special yes. guest right now. There's so much to talk about. Legendary trainer Robert Garcia. W- welcome, welcome. Just been walking by. Hey, thanks for having me. Definitely. <laughs> listen, Robert, look, I, we, I'm going to ask you some questions about AJ, man. I, I've been, I've been brainstorming for so long since the fight um in hindsight right when you look back now after after a couple of weeks of thinking about it what what do you think went wrong and because he had success in the fight we all saw that would you have done anything different in the corner or said anything different well you know what slapped him in the face and said let's go you know what um after the fight there's so many things that i should have done we could have done he should have done But uh, you know what? Uh, if we could go back to even before the fight, I, I, you know, what I would have liked to do was maybe have one or two fights before the rematch, you know, okay. which is something that I actually told the, the team, you know, the management team, uh, you know, why, you know, why did you get, why did AJ want to go straight into the, the rematch where when rightfully so he could, get two or three before and then go into the rematch and they they said they all thought about the they same thing but AJ wanted the rematch so you know that's one thing that you got to also respect you know when if he if he wanted and he asked for it then 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 let's do it you know so so we have to get him ready for that and uh go our first fight working together well obviously it's it was a difficult task to right. to go in there against somebody so difficult and and awkward and you know just great boxer like like Guzik. it was it wasn't going to be easy you know I, I, there's a lot of pressure obviously on the fighters themselves but i think you were in the toughest position where <laughs> everybody just expected you to just change anthony joshua into this killing machine and go out there and beat one of the best fighters of of our era that is correct, and you know what? Yes, there there was a lot of uh, pressure, a lot of uh, people expecting so much from me. But you know what? Just the fact that uh, 
that he did show a lot of improvement. He did uh, look better than. That was a win for you. For me, <laughs> you know what? I hate to lose. I, I hate to lose. Uh, I don't like like to lose, and 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 uh, we didn't win the fight, so you know it's it's something that hurts. But uh, but I'm happy that uh, that uh, everybody seen a difference, an improvement, yeah. and that's 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 all that matters. You know, I. You know, I would have won a couple fights before that. You know, uh, people could go back to when I started working with Maidana. And, yes, a lot of improvement in Maidana. But I say, I'm sorry to cut you off. I say that all the time. I say Devin Alexander beat Maidana up easily. And this guy, that Floyd fight could have been 6-6. Exactly. You know what? And, and, and the thing is that but we came back and had like three or four fights before right. Adrian Bronner. You know what I mean? So, so that's what I would have like with Anthony you get us get us two or three fights before anything big just to so so he could learn from me so I could learn from him so we could you know get to work together a, a few more a few more fights just to just to get used to each other you know the first fight being against pound for yeah. pound the best fighter in the world yeah. it, it was going to be yeah. difficult you know but but we tried and you know I'm happy with with what we were able to do but I hate to lose, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable. Robert, how did the conversation, I know he was upset after the fight. How did the conversation go with you and AJ after the loss? <clears throat> you know, when, when you got to talk to him before you left the country, what was that like? You know what, we, uh, we were still in the locker room. In the locker room, and uh, Rudy Hernandez was with me right there because, you know, I brought him in as a cutman, and uh, we were talking about it by ourselves. Should we tell him? Should we tell him? Yes, no, let's wait. So we waited for the right moment for us to tell him what we what we thought was, was the best thing for him to do. And uh and when we told him, you know, we, we said it straight out, look, look Anthony, I I think you need to ask Eddie Hearn, who's right here in front of you, to get you a fight as well, not as soon as possible, but before the end of the year. Sometime in December. But, you know, we're obviously thinking, you know, uh, a fight where we pick, you know. Right. They love them in Saudi Arabia. So, we're like, you could come back here, make a lot of money against a decent name, you know, right. top 15, just like right. Eddie Hearn's been mentioning. So, that's what we're talking about. And, and, and they, they agreed. They all liked the idea. Right. And then they went and fought Fury. No, no, no. <laughs> went negotiated with Fury. About Fury, you know, which is, <laughs> which is you know, which is not one, you know. I, I would Maybe prefer. even a harder fight than Usyk, you think? Huh? You think Fury might be even a harder fight than Usyk? Well, you know what? Uh, right now, after after uh, after uh, two losses in a row, I think the, the 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 right thing to do is you know, and and nobody will criticize him for right. get, taking two. You know, I, it's hard to in boxing. It's hard to say two easy fights because nothing's easy. Yeah. But but you know, soft got, touches. Guys that you could pick, you know, that are in top 15, just yeah. like Eddie Hearn's been saying, that would be the perfect idea. But, you know, the fighter, that, you know, there's fighters that say, you know, I want to, you know, I don't care about, I want to take those challenges. And if he, if he's up for the fight, then, then, you know, then, then he'll take it. You know, he already agreed to it. I personally think it's too soon. Are uh, you still his trainer? Well, you know what? I've been, I've been talking to them, not to, not to Anthony, but to, to his uh, management team, Freddie. at least two times, yeah, Freddie, yeah. at least two, three times a week about what's going on, okay. the negotiations, yes, 
they already accepted. Yes. So you're still in communication so, yeah, with the team. So as 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 of right now, that's what it looks like. You know, yeah. you know. But uh, I would like two or three fights, you know, just like I did have done before with my dad and fighters like that, where you have to get used to each other. What about to, getting him over here to that's, Oxnard? That's the best thing that uh, that I that I told him. You know, it's in Riverside now. You know, but, oh, okay, uh, yeah. but that's the that's that's what I told him right before. You know, that that conversation in the. Uh, in the locker room after the fight was about your next fight. Let's pick the you know two or three fights. Make make sure they're the right fights. But then before I left uh, to uh, to the airport the next day, I again I met with uh, with all, with his people and uh, and I told him, look, one thing that I think AJ needs is he needs to go to California, go to my mm-hmm. gym where he's going to be surrounded by athletes, boxers right. that 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 want to compete with him, that want to be better than him, right. where he has to do Push the same. Push him to the, another yeah. level, yeah. Because his training camps, you know, I learned a lot when I was there. You know, he started boxing at 18, which I didn't right. even know. Right. You know, it was pretty late in his career, you know, and then three years later, he's already gold medalist. Right. That's a lot, that's man. A lot. You know, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that tells you how talented he is, yeah. you know, just natural. Already a two-time heavyweight champion. That's a lot he's accomplished, and and starting so late in 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 age is uh, is something that you don't see that often. Which yeah, you, you got to give people don't give him enough credit for that. I think that's what the two or three fights would have done too. It would have helped his confidence. Like I think everything happened so fast in his career, even in amateurs, and then and then as a, in, in the pros, he became champion in sixteen fights or whatever. Charles Martin, he still really wasn't ready in his own mind. So I think a couple of more fights with you would have put him there i agree and and then you know so that was a perfect idea perfect plan you know when i left let's let's you know try to give him two or three fights and uh and hopefully you guys could convince him they all like the idea everybody right. liked the idea of him coming to california you know he does he, he you know if he's training you know with jose ramirez you know who trains very hard training with you know with bam with franco who guys that Train very, you know, he's gonna be motivated. He's gonna, he's gonna see and want to compete with him. And you know, if if it's you know running or if it's you know hitting the bags together, I think I think that's gonna motivate him more because training by himself and doing train, training camps on his own. If one day he feels a little tired, yeah. then he'll take the day off because he's tired. But he doesn't have that motivation from motivation. you know guys. That, oh, if I if I stop right now, these guys are gonna. You need to be yeah, intimidated. Yeah. You need to be pushed a little bit. But that, listen, that atmosphere, that atmosphere, yeah, that gym absolutely. atmosphere. Look, th- in my opinion, I think it was a great move. Uh, AJ bring you to the table. Hopefully, moving forward, they do take your advice on that and take some, maybe not fury next, right, and give you time to to mold a little bit more. Um, moving on, I want to talk about this young man. Uh, Barack and I have been talking about him lately. Um, in my opinion, uh, one of the youngest most talented fighters in boxing today i'm talking about jesse rodriguez man so man so so young but so much showing poised in the ring what what is it about him no, that, that, what's crazy is that he knew he had this guy <laughs> he, he's like this mad a, scientist it's, it's been a secret. <laughs> he knew he had this guy and he's like wait till everybody sees what i have Did you, that when you first seen him spar or hit the hit the pads or the back like at what point did you say nah this this kid is special he's gonna be more than just He's special. You know what? I I I met the kid when he was twelve. We were we wow. were uh, we were in with with Nonito Donaire in San Antonio, Texas. Nonito Donaire was getting ready. What media workout yeah. to fight uh, Vasquez from Puerto Rico? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In San Antonio, so this kid 
and only to invite some, you know, a bunch of kids. Nobody wanted to come into the ring, and this kid jumped into the ring, started shadow boxing. Nonito right away says, "This kid's gonna be special." Right. So that, you know, that was just that day. You know, right. we met, and that was it. But we never thought about bringing him into my camp or anything. But his older brother, Joshua Franco, right. I signed after the uh, after uh, a national tournament uh, for him to turn pro. I signed him. I brought him in, signed him with Golden Boy, and. Uh, and he told me I have a little brother that uh-huh. could also fight. The kid was like 14, right. 15 back at, at that time. And then when, when he, because they don't have the same last name. Right, you know, one, yeah. one goes with the dad's last name and one, one and the, the other one goes with the mom. They're, they're full brothers, but right. different yeah. last names because of the dad and the mom. So, so when he gave us the name, my son is the one that, rem- that knew who he was. He says, he fought one of our, our, our amateur kids and he beat the shit out of him. Yeah, he yeah. beat one of our amateur kids in, in the National Pals. And he's like, "That's your brother." He's like, "Yeah, that's my little brother. Let's bring him over." So we brought him. We brought him over. He was like fourteen or fifteen. Right. So that's when he started turning with Trainer us. He was still an amateur. Right away, wow. you know, you know, right, that right kid's away, you special, know man. At seventeen, is when he decided he wanted to go pro. He didn't want to wait for no Olympics right. or anything. Olympics. He wants to go pro. So I reached out to Mr. Honda. Okay. I fought for Mr. Honda. My first three professional fights in Tokyo, Japan. Wow. So I have a, I had a really a good relationship. relationship with Mr. Honda. Never had any fighters with him because I never had small weight, you know, smaller yeah. uh, uh, fighters. So I I said, this kid is perfect with Mr. Honda. He's going to like him. So since his pro debut, Mr. Honda was always behind us. Uh, we took him to Mexico. Uh, gave us a little scare. You know, his pro debut was and tough, tough, tough yeah. <laughs> you, Mexico City. Yeah, yeah. But that uh, molds you as a fighter. It puts you to the test early but, on. But but he wasn't a real test. Uh, Mr. Honda kept help supporting him, helping us out, finding him fights. There was no promoters that wanted, that had Promoter. no interest, man. We found yeah. him on top rank cards. They, he showed his skills. You no weathered in, the storm, and now guess no what? Interest. Everybody wants to see him fight. I think <laughs> I think that has to do with the, the weight class, too. You got to be real, real special, real early, or have a name or something. It was, it was the weight class. You know, I have, you know, there's no, you know, there's no, no, uh, I'm not mad at anybody either because right, right. it was just, he was a one weight pounder, you know. So there was, just, there was no interest, you know. Uh, PBC, he fought on PBC also. Uh, Golden Boy had a champion, and I was talking to them also about about maybe giving us giving us the opportunity. Never got that opportunity. Eddie Reynoso uh, has a one way champion that they help out, they manage or promote whatever. We talked for a while about fighting each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, we, there was a point where Eddie Reynoso actually gave me a date wow. to fight. You know, uh, Bermudez was a champion. Right. Never happened. Then we get a chance to fight uh, Bermudez at one weight. Last last year on when Mike Mikey's last fight in right. Fresno, Mikey lost to that guy from Spain. Spain, yeah. Sandor. There right. you go. So so Bam was on that card, and that's kind of the only reason Mikey took the fight because Mikey was gonna, uh, Bam was going to fight for the world title against Bermudez, but then Bermudez had visa problems, so he right. couldn't fight. So it didn't so happen. then it didn't happen. You know, you know what. To, not to keep you here all day, though, but I at least want to say this. If I was in your position, I would say, look what God did for me. Because my brother, who I love, who I know underachieved, because he's like, he was one of the best fighters I've ever seen. Best abilities. He's not in the game no more, but look who I have now. You know what? That, that's exciting. You know, things happen for a reason. You know, I have the different thoughts. I'm not very religious. Right. I have different thoughts about, you know, how things happen. But, you know, it is, it is, things happen for a reason. You know what, uh, 
So Mikey takes that fight because Bam's going to fight for the title. Mikey's always supportive of all my fighters, 100%. So we didn't get the title fight. Then Mikey says, tells Eddie Hearn, you still got to give him another fight at least, man. You know, he didn't fight for the title, so give him another fight. So he books us on the uh, Carlos Cuadras versus Ring Versailles undercard. Right. So Bam's going to fight eight rounds. Bam's training to fight eight rounds against the, uh, uh, against the 108 pounder, you know. The fight was scheduled for 110 because it's not a title fight. Right, so we right. said, okay, give us two pounds. Move, so 110 yeah. for an, an eight-rounder. So, what, six days before the fight, uh, they call me and they tell me, Robert, is, is Bam crazy enough to jump two-way divisions to fight Quadras? I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> They're like, yeah. I'm like, yes, he is. I, I took the fight without even letting Bam know. Wow, because you knew he was about that action. He did tell us that. <laughs> yeah, so I I, I, uh, I called the dad, because that's the first person I call all the right. time. I called the dad and said, look, this, this is this opportunity. I already said yes, but you know, it's still <laughs> up to you guys. And the dad right away says, you know what, Robert? My, I know my son's going to take that. So let's, you know, I'm glad you took it because my, my son's going to take it. Bam said the same thing. Wow. And, and after that, every, everything's history, man. And right now, history. And he, I think pound for pound, one of the best fighters out there. Oh, no no Agreed. question about it. Now, uh, people obviously are waiting for that Estrada uh, Chocolatito fight, right? They want to see Bam fight the winner of that. Going into that, I, I thought Roman won the, the last fight with, with, with Estrada, right? Yes. And I think he wins this uh, in December, the trilogy. I agree. Um, who would be going into that fight as a favorite if Bam gets the opportunity to fight Chocolatito? You know what? Uh, Wait, I'm sorry. He's asking you that because I said because we in our hearts love Bam and we think he can win. I still think Roman would be the favorite because of what he's accomplished already. Well, I I agree with you, but I wouldn't even get into those details because I don't think they'll fight. Both are fighting under Mr. Honda. Mr. Honda told us already that he does not want to see that fight. But Bam wants it. He told yes. us he wants it. Bam wants it in a respectful yeah. way. Yeah, I'm not saying he's calling him out, but he said he yes. wants to but fight you know the what? big names. No, nah, but you know what? Uh, this is, it doesn't matter if whoever wins. I think if Bam, if we don't get up an opportunity at 112, which is what I want, right. if I get away with it, that's what's going to happen. I want Bam to fight any champion at 112 Cause Bam, because Bam's brother is also a champion right. at 115. So if everything goes as, as I want it to go, I want, I, want, I want Josh to fight the winner. Gallo or oh, Chocolatito. Got you, got you. And Bam so comes to 112. And if you had it your way. That's my choice. That's right. my perfect But, but I guess when a but, fighter is pound for pound considered special, right, people, and, and they expect him to move up in different weight classes, conquer different weight classes, and he has that pedigree that so, can do that. So that's what so I want him to do. So he might not have a way around it. So, I, that, so that's what I want him to do. But look, but Gallo and Chocolatito are going to fight. It doesn't matter who wins. This is This is... This this is my perfect plan. Bam's not going to fight Chocolatito because of Mr. Honda. But Josh could. Josh right. doesn't belong to Mr. Honda. Gotcha. So if Chocolatito wins, Chocolatito could fight. And Josh and, and, and Bam could still fight Gallo. Gallo's still a big name. Yeah. Even if he loses, Gallo's still a big name. Gallo's still, uh, you know, yeah. uh, it'll still sell really good. At, you know, uh, Matchroom will still buy that fight. They'll still be interested. And Josh fights Chocolatito. Or even vice versa. If, 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 if Gallo wins and Chocolatito loses, same thing. Same Josh thing. can still defend against Chocolatito, right. and 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 Bam could still fight Gallo. So that would right. that's it, that's it probably the direction I would take. Because I know Mr. Honda does not want to see Bam and, and Chocolatito. I gotta ask you real quick before you leave. Um, we touched on Mikey Barack 
you know, alluded to how great of a fighter he, he's always been pound for pound. And there were people, the first thing people said is, he doesn't have that hunger anymore. He's made a lot of money, right, never Mikey? Had it. Right. <laughs> Even when when he was broke, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. never had he it. Never, he was just that talented. Yeah, right. That's so it. he never had that passion he for never the had sport. It. No, he never, never had it. it. You know what? He just he was just so good at it that that's why he did it. Wow. Winning wow. a title for him it was no big deal. He never right. he was never excited about winning a title. He never you know he was just good at it. So right. so that's just the way he, Mikey was. It's just by default he was just that's that special just was, and became know? successful, exactly. made money. Right. And that's it. Is he, he is he happy not being in the sport? I think he's very happy. He's, <laughs> you know he's uh that you know like I told you guys he got a little fight, car fetish. He got a lot of nice cars, man. The he's last better. fight he did it just because of. Because Bam was fighting for the title, he wow. took one for the team. Pretty much, he didn't. Train, he didn't really train hard for that fight. He wasn't. Well, he yeah. wasn't motivated. I wasn't motivated. Is he done for real? Forever? He's done for real. Oh yeah, he's forever. done for real. He was done. Obviously, he was done before Sandal Martin. Yeah, he was yeah. done before. He he wow. just didn't want to do it anymore. Uh, he's got so much things he's doing right now, man. Mikey's Mikey's busy, man. We. You know, he loves those fast cars. You know, he <laughs> takes them to the track. He loves racing. Is he investing his money? Right. But he's he's probably making more money now <laughs> <laughs> than he than he is when he fights. You know, Mikey Mikey was very smart. You know, he's been doing this for probably uh, man six years, maybe more than that. Right. He loves to. He he's into real estate. He, right. he buys Buying houses. He flips homes. You know, he's getting me involved. My dad, my sister. Right. My my son Pita, we we're all involved. He gets us, he gets a good opportunity. He says, "Let's all jump on in. this." Jump Trying on to this. make everybody he's, rich. He in the does. Family. He's doing four or five at a time. He brings us one for us. You know, he's wow. just flipping homes. Good businessman. He's doing that a lot, and and, and good, he's, man. he's been I, very successful. I'm happy he's, for him. He's very Mike, smart. Mikey's and he's very a hell smart, of a man. person, man. Always been, always show love. Uh, before we get out of here, man, Triple G Canelo. Um, I don't know why, but people keep saying that Triple G has shown age against Murata, in my opinion. I didn't see that. I, I saw the same typical Triple G killer. Their styles mesh well. I don't think this fight is going to be easy at all for Canelo. Am I wrong? You're you're not wrong, man. I, I don't think I don't think it's an, I don't think it's an easy fight. I think it's a very competitive fight. Do I think Canelo wins? Yes, I do believe Canelo wins this fight, especially from little thing. You know, people have that I've been hearing that Canelo just wants to beat him so bad, and that Canelo's gonna go. Body shot, a lot of body shots, right. which is I love that idea. Right, you love body shots. Real fucking fight. We're gonna see. A, we're gonna see what what the Mexican fans want to see from Canelo because right. Canelo still doesn't get that that love the Credit, way yeah. the way he should. And it's just because he's never been in one of those type of one, one of those fights. But if he is really looking for that, that means he's gonna. You think he can fight. stop Triple G, I who's never could. been even down? I think he could if he starts with. Body, because I don't think he'll hurt him. I don't think he right. will, but yeah. body he will. If he yeah. starts early with body shots, I think he'll break him down and eventually stop him late. Wow. But uh, but he's got to start with body shots. And, and if that's the case, then we're going to have a good fight because Triple G is not going to just let, no, let that happen later. that easy. No, I exactly. think we're going to be in a real fight. I think it's going to be a great fight, and I think we're going to enjoy probably the best of, out of all three. All right, well, listen, Robert, always a pleasure chopping up with you, man. Good luck with Bam. Not to say that you need it, but <laughs> hey, man, hell of a fight, man. Fight of the year, you think? I've, I've said it, I've said it, you know, four or five years ago. And when, when he beat Cuadras, I got so many calls from people from so many different TV networks, right. promoters, managers. Man, Robert, you were not wrong about that kid. Wow. And, and, you know, promoters, Robert. Wasn't he supposed to be our guy? We <laughs> now nah, everybody wanted a piece of him. Weren't we supposed to sign him? Too late. 
Too late now, man. <laughs> so, so he's with Mr. Honda and uh, Matchroom. Matchroom, yes. Right, we have, right. uh, you know, with Matchroom, we're doing, we're doing, uh, you know, we're not doing long term. Okay, five. Not a five, you know, two, two, two or three, three fights. Yeah, short term. That's it, just short term. With Mr. Honda, we don't even have a contract. Wow. No, you, but so he's that type of man. Just word of mouth. I respect. don't have a contract with Bam at all. I, you know, actually, I don't have a contract with none of my fighters, and wow. I manage and train most of them. I don't need a contract with them. If right. they don't want to be with me, they're more than welcome to leave. But you're uh, old school throwback, man. Kind of, kind of I'm gonna force a fighter to be with me because we have a contract. No, nah, if they don't nah. want to be with me, they could leave. But you know what? They they don't. Wow. They don't. They're happy. Wow. On that Sounds note, good. man. <laughs> great talking to you as always, champ. That's just the way the the way I see it. I was a professional fighter, right. and I know when you're not very happy with a manager, and then you fight, and there there goes thirty three percent deducted from your purse. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I swear it fucking sucks. So so you know, Mikey did the smart thing in his career. Never signed with with anybody to where he has to pay a big percentage. Never yeah. did that, and 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 I've been doing that since. My fighters are happy. They don't pay it. They don't pay no no big percentages at all, you know. So, so they give you what, what what I mean, what they feel is fair, or do you ask no, for well, a certain no, amount? No, they, they 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 know how much I have. You right. know, I get what, paid because I have a I have a team. You know, I have a, a camp that I have yeah. to pay. I have Basically. salaries that I have to right. pay. I have percentages that I have to share. Right, I have right, a conditioning right. coach, cutman, right. you know, assistants. Yeah, so yeah. They, they know, but they don't pay what every other fighter pays. Gotcha. You know, it's as simple as that. So they're happy. Wow. They, you know, and 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 they don't have a contract with no with us. They so, don't deal you know, with those pressures. Of, they don't uh, have to deal with anything because yeah. I I went through it. Mikey went through it, and uh, and you know we know how it is. So. Well, you guys developed a conglomerate over we're there, doing, man. We're doing the, a good the, job. The Our fighters wishes. are happy, and you know, and I have a couple more on the under the radar know, right a now. Bam, a couple bams. Right oh there, man, we can't wait. Yeah. We can't wait. Well, there you have it. You got an exclusive right now. This was unexpected. Yes. Robert Garcia, folks. <laughs> All right, and that's the podcast for today. Hope you guys enjoyed. Peace and love. Stay safe. We're out of here.